0: Welcome to Put a Cork in It, where two friends talk about things you do and probably don't care about. I'm Monica.
1: And I'm Austin.
0: And we hope that listening to even one second of this podcast will make your day just a little bit better.
1: So whether you're about to take a nice walk, driving on the highway, or you're simply just laying in your bed, come along and join us for the next few minutes on Put a Cork in It. Welcome back, Put a Cork in It listeners. It is your favorite co-host, Austin, Monica, and... He's just here. We all know who the star of the show is. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, glad to be back this week. We have some really cool stuff. And, hey, Mon, how are we doing this week?
0: Wow, I, I'm i a little caught off guard by that intro, but OK. Um, things are going well this week. I started a new project at work, so kind of feeling excited about it. It's It has to do with a lot of interacting with people. So that's exciting. Um, you know, the Christmas vibes haven't hit me yet, which I know sounds crazy. I mean, it is, you know, almost middle of December, but I feel like it takes me longer and longer to get into the Christmas sphere as I get older. I don't know why, like I'm not doing it on purpose, but that's where we're at.
1: That is truly tragic because it's the most wonderful time of the year. As they say, I'm sorry it's taking you so long to get into gear.
0: Listen. I try to listen to the Justin Bieber Christmas album at least once a day. And that usually is a foolproof method, but it just, it hasn't been working lately, which I don't know.
1: Oh my, I actually wrapped presents today, but this this banter has already gone on long enough. We have an amazing guest today. And on, can you just give the viewers a little sneak peek before he jumps in here?
0: You know what's killing me is that the viewers cannot see the mane on this man, but let me let me just give you a visual. It is very blonde, it's very curly it's very has a lot of volume, it's also shorter length, but anyway, that's not why we asked him on the podcast because he has good hair, surprisingly not um We actually asked Avery Brown to be on the podcast because he's a spectacular human, and I've known him almost my whole life, which is cool. Um, if you can picture the awkward middle school years of going on the very cliche missions trip to Mexico, that was us, um, wearing gym shorts and shoveling dirt that probably didn't have any real to do with the mission. But anyway, without further ado, Avery, how are you today?
2: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be, uh, be on this podcast.
0: Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, it's an honor to have you honestly. Um, I don't know how I didn't think of having you on the podcast sooner. Like it was such a no brainer when it finally came mm. to my mind. So this is a formal apology that you were not one of the OGs because I don't know how that happened.
2: You know, when I, I think I jumped in a couple weeks into you doing this and I binged probably all of the first like five shows and one lawn mowing. And after that, I think I sent you a text and said, this is just wonderful stuff. And I was waiting for that invite. It's been a year since. I'm happy it happened. Just shocked it hadn't happened earlier.
0: Me too. You were like one of the first people to offer really genuine and meaningful advice. Um, So this was long overdue, everyone, which seems to be a trend. Um, So anyway, thank you for your forgiveness. So basically today we're diving into another controversial topic because that's what everyone loves to hear. And also it's just good stuff. So here's the premise of what we're walking through today. And whether you found yourself in this situation or not, stick along with us, you know, maybe it'll hit you at some point in your life. So basically I was thinking the other day, there's certain people that pop up on my Facebook or Instagram from high school that maybe had kind of like a sketchy high school reputation, or just like, I definitely put them in a box from high school. And then they're blowing me away with what they're doing now, whether that's like, philanthropy things or just like have gotten married and having a family already like it's very shocking and it's just so different from who they were when I knew them at a different time in life and so I'm wondering Austin can you relate to that at all is anybody coming to mind when I kind of lay out that scenario
1: I think we all have somebody like that in our lives and sometimes well no in in this situation it's for it's always for the better like you're like wow this is some really cool stuff that's going on I wish I like would have known about it sooner because then I could have reached out and like said something. Right. But, uh, definitely a few people coming to mind right now. I'm not as removed from high school as many people, but um, day by day, we're we're getting more and more of these popping up.
0: Yeah. Wow. Great analysis. So the fact that I'm bringing on Avery is that he came to mind as someone who just had a certain type of personality and certain vibe in high school that well I mean he looks nothing like he did in high school now and also (laughs) his like priorities and choices now look very different than when he was in high school so I just wanted to ask him to come on to kind of really back this narrative of giving people a second chance whether that's like giving them a second chance if you want to date them in a relationship or giving them a second chance because I don't know you feel like you want to be friends with them like if this person is coming to your mind that's in your own life i want you to listen to what avery has to say because i think it's really great and inspiring so avery the first question for you is describe your vibe of you know 17 18 year old avery brown oh
1: no oh god <laughs> and for I'm, perspective for perspective how old are you now i am now 22 very cool yeah, so, also three, also 22 it's a great age
2: uh-huh Cra- crazy enough, it's, uh, that was not too long ago, uh, but yeah. it feels like it was forever ago. Um, by golly, I guess 17, 18-year-old Avery, um, for starters, I needed uh, people's attention, as many high schoolers might be able to relate to is that their sort of identity is in like the affirmation. And so I was the kid always seeking to be the most charming, um, to be Stupid in a way that uh, would get people's attention towards me. Um, I think I I wanted everybody to like me. So I was the type of guy that changed my personality left and right. Um, Yeah, I I don't know if that answers the question well, but I could. Yeah, I I could. uh, Yeah, go for it.
0: No, that was really good. I think that I experienced that with you too, because in the context that we knew each other was church and missions trips. Mm-hmm. so whenever me and my other friends who had gone on mission trips with Avery were interacting with Avery in high school because we went to Mason it was like oh innocent Avery our little brother and like that's the energy that you were giving us you know like we wouldn't have known any different and then I would like see your Instagram and see like the other people that you're hanging out with and I'd be like what? Like this does not go with the vibe that yeah, I'm, man. you know, understanding. So like your context, you're right. You are really good at switching context and being yeah. a different type of person.
2: You know, to get, to give the listeners some context, I'm going to go take a couple steps back to how Monica and I sort of met uh, our, our, our most, which sort of gives a, a look into my personality and how it has changed is, I guess, whenever we were in, when I was a freshman in high school, we went on a mission trip together. And my mother essentially commissioned Monica and a couple other of her friends as being my mother on the trip because I was a very emotional, soft uh boy. Um, very I mean, I think that's the best way to say it. Like it my mom literally, I think she, it's so accurate. <laughs> I think she said to Monica, Hey, make sure Avery takes all of his vitamins in the morning. And make sure he's drinking his water and his Advil or else he'll, he'll get sad and have a headache and be out for the day. And I was a softie yet at the same time. And I mean, Monica, you saw that. I'm pretty sure you might've seen me cry a couple of times on that yeah. trip. yet on the same time, I was living sort of 14 other lives whenever we get back home.
1: Right. So,
2: uh, that, that was sort of a, a peek into one, how, how I sort of first met Monica, but two, just my, uh, differences in uh, personalities whenever they were convenient
0: right exactly so (laughs) I mean Austin do you have any questions so far before I take us into the next phase
1: I mean I'm just like I want to get the perspective of like living those 14 other lives and then like I don't want to say like the breaking point but the point where you're like I can't keep doing this anymore that's Mm -hmm. where I want to get and I want that to happen naturally so I'm going to let this discussion just flourish.
0: No, that's good, that's good. I mean, Avery, what would you say? Because that's where I was gonna kind of go to of when do you feel like, like where were you headed, you know, graduating high school, like what was your plan? And then kind of walk us through to the point that kind of made you change to what you're doing now.
2: Oh goodness. Um, So that would be a, probably what you just asked for was an hour and a half long testimony, but I think that these are typically 30 minute (laughs) segments. I'll shorten it down just a little bit for you guys, um, but to be frank, uh, my identity, as I said earlier, was very much an affirmation and pleasing people, and so if I wanted to get along with the stoners, I was going to smoke weed. Right. Um, if I wanted to get along with the smart kids, I, I mean, I was a smart kid in high school, so I could get along with them. If I wanted to hang, hang out with my buddies, I would just do the stuff that they did. Um, and I, I was very good at just camouflaging into the crew that I was with. Um, I guess after after high school, I committed to the University of Cincinnati um, to go to the DAP School um, for Communication Design. And about two weeks before moving, I canceled my commitment very last second. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to do it after. Planned to go to uc all my life and my family was so excited for me both my parents went there i was gonna represent yes. my family
0: guys and so the just... bearcat like the bearcat mascot was at avery's grad party from high school oh, this yeah. is how committed this man was
1: uh, we were
2: all for it i mean i had i had everything UC and my life was uc i was ready to follow my brother and dad's footsteps to go to sigma chi and be a frat guy in college and just live that lifestyle up and uh there's sort of a, a softening of heart, but also a change of heart. Um, uh, in hindsight, I would like to say, um, I think without a doubt, that it was sort of the Lord protecting me. Um, but I, I, I decided very last minute to say no to that. I didn't know what my other options were. I was pretty clueless of what else there was, but I decided to take a gap year, which then turned into two gap years, <laughs> as they usually do. <laughs> that's so true
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that makes sense so the here's where I'm trying to put everyone in the space like if you depending on how you knew Avery depending on the context you had a certain understanding of him that probably wasn't fully accurate and so you know you're at this place in your life where you're deciding I'm not going to go to college right now and I'm going to take this time to figure my life out, which Avery is very mm-hmm. talented in anything to do with design um, and designing your own like apparel and all of these things. My dad literally loves his hat designed by Avery. It's one of his prized possessions. <laughs> I mean, and so for me, it's like in those gap years, like what for you, were you doing to really develop yourself? Like, obviously this is a key part of your story, but what kind of happened in those years that made you be who you are now, which not to be a spoiler, but like you are in charge of a business. That's really. I, I suck less. <laughs>
1: yeah. I suck a lot less nowadays. Before, before we get into the good, before we get into the great of, of what is Avery's story. Austin now, wants I, kind of, more crap. I mean, I, you know, I'm trying to just dig a little deeper if I'm being honest. Um, take us through, you know, that decision, I I guess the decision's already made, but take us through the aftermath of that decision. How did that really play out amongst family and friends? You know, what was sort of the response? Um, Yeah, just take us there.
2: Yeah, I can work through that. So to take, I guess, two steps back, there were two reasons for the main part. I mean, there was a ton of reasons that played into my decision to not go to college right after high school, but the two main ones, one, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and I've seen too many people that went to school, spent a lot of money, um, and then ended up either not getting a degree or getting something completely unrelated or get a degree and then get a job completely unrelated to it. And my sister was one of those people. Um, and so I was very money-minded, almost too much. And so I was just like, I don't know if I want to do that. And so for, for one, I guess the aftermath of that that factor is I... Spent my next year, I said, what are my like four to five main interests? Um, They were, I think the ones I wrote down right after high school were entrepreneurship, graphic design, youth ministry. I I I think it was those three. And so I said, I'm going to get a job in all three of these things in the next year. And at the end of the year, I'm going to see which one of those I'm I'm most passionate about. Um, so that was sort of, I mean, and that was probably a rather mature decision for me at that point in my life. as yeah. worked out, worked out well, because, as you'll get down later in the story and sort of hear how those three things turned out. Um, and then the other reason that I chose not to go to college immediately was because of my sort of substance abuse, um and just like the hard place I was in at that time. during senior year, I abused alcohol and drugs quite a bit. And then also, Faced a lot of bouts, as a lot of high schoolers might say that they have with depression. Mm -hmm. Landed a mental hospital at once, even in high school, which I'm curious if any Mason folk are listening. They probably have no no idea about that. Um,
0: Right.
2: Yeah. And I just went through a lot of crap senior year. And I had a feeling because I was coming out of it feeling good. And I realized if I go to college, if I become the frat guy that I've always dreamt of being, I foresee this coming back and getting worse. Um, and so I made the halfway mature decision. I also do think that the Lord sort of like led me to it, um, to sort of protect me. Cause I, I don't know how I had the, the wisdom and maturity to make this decision, but I was like, I'm not going to do this. I have no de- no idea what's coming next, but we're going to take a break here. Um, if that answers the question, I think.
1: Absolutely. That's incredible. Not like one to have just like the strength to take the path less traveled. I mean, everyone tells you go to college right after school and whatnot, but also for just the maturity to really wrestle with that and then ultimately make that decision on your own because it is your life at the end of the day. And I think Mm -hmm. as the viewers are going to see, we're going to see something pretty cool here in the next 20 minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's just like crazy that you were able to be introspective like that and say, okay, I could go here to college and do all these things that I'm supposed to do in air quotes and just see what happens, like kind of be a little careless about it, which is how I think most 18 year olds would be. But instead at that point, even in your mixed like feelings about yourself and who you were as a person, you kind of came to this point of like, okay, I know that this is the next right step. So I'm just going to do it.
2: Yeah, and I also don't want to paint it as though I was a really wise dude making a mature decision, because I, I, in hindsight, I guess both of those decisions were made out of fear. Yeah. I was afraid of spending money unwisely, and I was also afraid of becoming an alcoholic that's depressed again, and so right. it, honestly, the decision wasn't as much of like, hey, I'm going to make a really wise, mature decision. I was like, I'm sort of afraid, afraid of the outcome if I do the opposite, and so I was like, I'm going to do this, not sure what's happening here, right? It, praise God, it, it turned out well.
0: Ah, wow. Seriously though. That's cool. And it does feel like God definitely was pushing you that way a bit to be like, uh, eh, maybe I just shouldn't go to college right now. Probably for the better. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Austin, how do you feel? Do you need him to give more dirty details or what's the 411?
1: <laughs> no, I'm ready for the full positivity Avery Brown success story right here.
0: <laughs> and oh, this boy. is just for context, everyone. This is like totally why I brought Avery on, not for him to share like this is how dark my life was. And like, I don't, I'm not trying to glorify that part of his life at all. I really wanted him to share that part to just see like the really cool ways that God has worked in his life to be where he is now. Okay. So anyway, Avery decides not to go to school. He's vibing in Cincinnati, Mason, you know, around these areas, which are, you know, the back roads, like the back of my hand, not really, I'm actually really bad directions, but anyway, so Avery, you're hanging out around here, you're getting involved in all these different jobs. Like you just said, you're trying out student ministry, all these different things. So what kind of pushed you in the direction of just like, I'm gonna pick something and go for it. Or like, what did having all these different like opportunities point you to? Huh,
2: it's a fine question. Um, I don't really know. And, and And the reason that I hesitate in response to that question, you can sort of see it in the fact that I took a second gap year, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I pursued the, the multiple options and it, it was cool and I found myself passionate about each of them to a dis- different differentiating degree but um, at the end of the year I clearly didn't feel confident enough to do a certain thing so I just kept on winging it the thing that I did most of the time as I worked for a local ministry many of you might know called back to back ministries. Um, I worked in back-to-back Cincinnati, essentially worked in mostly in Price Hill, hanging out with underprivileged kids. And um, that was a cool, I mean, it was a year, year and a half where I worked there Um, and it was very neat. Um, And and I didn't really want to change what I was doing. I I didn't know if I was called to doing that for the rest of my life, Mm. but it was sort of the first time in my life that I sort of felt um, I mean, if the, maybe fulfills the fulfilled is the best word to use there, but it was like, wow, this is like, I feel like I'm tapping into something that I was designed to do. Um, I'm still not really sure about some things and I'm still make, I mean, I also need to add, I was still doing some stupid choices during that time period, during those two gap years, not to say like, after that mature decision, I went became perfect or anything. Um, but there was a sense of curiosity I guess at that point, um, of the, this is sort of cool. I have no idea if I could make money doing this or if I could even do this for a long period of time, but this is nice. I like feeling, I like getting home and feeling like I accomplished something good. Yeah. You know,
0: that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Which feels like a step in the right direction of not knowing exactly what you want to do, but at least ruling out something as, I like this, which honestly, I think a lot of people would dream to have that revelation. Like I have no idea what I'm doing so I feel really grateful when I rule out something that I do like or I don't like because it just pushes you closer to what you do want to do um yeah. and I know that you have a lot of dreams and things you want to accomplish so I think that you're constantly going to be bouncing around by all these projects you're doing because I don't think you're ever going to be able to settle on one thing you want to do
2: <laughs> you were right on on that no doubt
0: okay so Kind of fast forward. Tell us what you're doing now. What does your life look like now that you're 22 years old?
2: Okay. So I will fast forward, not completely to today, but to a year ago. So essentially, um, I'm not going to break out into full testimony, but last summer in the middle of COVID, um, two really cool things happened. One, I met a girl, um, (laughs) (laughs) and that I can get to a little bit more in a second but two um, I started to actually form a relationship with God whereas all of the rest of my life I either had my parents faith or I was in a routine with God so if anybody knows me in high school while I was doing all those crazy things I was also attending three youth groups every week uh, so I was one of those kids that everyone was confused by of the how is he going to church three times, four times a week, but also smoking weed on the weekends? <laughs>
1: right, um,
2: it didn't line up. It didn't. And in high school, I didn't know that it didn't line up. I was just checking my boxes of going to church, um, and then did whatever I wanted in my free time.
0: Right.
2: And so it it during this COVID summer, um, I essentially going back to step one. I met Casey who is now my fiancee. Um, woo woo. Uh, <laughs> and um, essentially the way I put it is I, I always knew that there were cool friends and then there's Christian friends. That, at least that was my thought process. You have Christian friends and then you have the fond friends. And I, I mean, I, I literally separated my life by that. The kids I hung out with on the weekends and then the kids I hung out with at youth group. Right. Um, and so... I met Casey, um, and it's sort of this like crazy revelation where she's a cool Christian friend, and this is crazy. Um, And I literally within two months, I went from sneaking out at midnight to smoke to sneaking out at midnight to go worship on Caesars Creek Beach with a group of 20 uh, 20 somethings. it was crazy. Yeah. So so these really two, cool two things inner, inner, sort of like collapsed each other of me getting to actually form a relationship with the Lord. And then immediately the Lord sort of allowed me this really cool group of people. Right. Um, and so that, I mean, it, it's hard for me to jump. The reason I didn't jump straight to right now is it's hard to jump to right now without skipping with, by skipping oh, it. Cause that was sure. a huge forming uh, factor in my life. And I sort of realized in that season of life of the, Oh crap. I was the kid in high school that said I was a Christian and did church stuff, but did all these things. And that doesn't line up. And I had a routine with Christ, but I never was actually giving my life to the Lord. I never really wanted to know him. I just wanted to have the sort of safety net of salvation around me. Right. You know? And so that happened last year. Um, and then I guess, I've been talking a while but you want me to fast forward to today <laughs> please
0: oh, please do all I was gonna say was I did meet Avery's girlfriend that COVID summer who I don't think was your girlfriend at the time so your friend at the time because right. I was house sitting yeah. Avery's house <laughs> with my friend Sam and these beautiful girls come up to the back door of the house and we're all like sure I guess we let them in and mm. then she said all giggly she's like yeah I'm friends with Avery and I'm like yeah there's definitely more to that that, (laughs) but whatever so then I became really good friends with her what it felt like in three seconds and Mm -hmm. I was like wow Avery must be doing something right because this girl's pretty cool anyway so that's just me giving credits to Casey but please go on
2: (laughs) that's funny um yeah so today um I am working i it's a it's a, it's a uh, co-working space called Orca Co-Working. I'm the director of their second location in Lebanon. And also, I guess, backtracking a tiny bit. Uh, so that's what I'm doing full time. But then the other thing I'm doing full time is school. Uh, that's a, a cheer for celebration. Then after two years of, uh, <laughs> of gap year, I finally decided to go to school. <laughs> It was actually shortly after I was saved last summer, I had the realization of the, oh crap, I'm about to do my third gap year. If I don't go now, I'm never going to go. Right, right. And at that point in time, I still didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I just met the Lord. And so I was like, it seems appropriate to study the Bible
1: Mm -hmm.
2: because my sort of thought process is if I end up in ministry, it'll be nice to know the Bible. If (laughs) I don't end up in ministry, it'll be nice to know the Bible. (laughs) whereas if i studied like teaching you sort of have to go into teaching if you're going to use that type yeah. of degree so yeah. this seemed like yeah. a safe place to do and so i am now four credits away from uh or yeah four four courses away from uh being done with my associate's degree in biblical studies wow uh, which is really exciting um i sort of fast tracked that one over the past year and so i'm pretty much just in school preparing for a wedding and um greeting people at a co-working space <laughs> and that's my life
0: which is so cool I mean yeah. like you are responsible for a whole business that I mean you are facilitating conversations with adults and making sure that they have every, I mean these are like businessmen and women coming into this co-working mm-hmm. space to do serious things have serious meetings yeah. and for the people at orca to trust you with a new location it's just like i just think you're not giving yourself enough credit because that's really very cool
2: well, yeah that's really nice of you to say but i don't think i really deserve much credit um i, I think the really cool thing for me is I, I actually was still very immature and youthful and childish when i got this job hmm. Uh, but, but the owner, so it's a, it's actually owned by my church. So my pastor essentially grabbed me and said, Hey, um, I want you to do this role. And it freaked me out a little bit. Cause I'm right. like, dude, do you know who I am? Like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a baby and you're asking me to run a toilet <laughs> space. Like, come on. Huh. Uh, but it was really honestly, just like that little empowerment, like that little jab of my pastor who's grown and just looking at me and saying, Hey, I trust that you can do this. You got it. Take the reins. Um, and, and I mean, it's literally all yours. Don't blow it. Um, and it was a little bit intimidating, but also really empowering. And I'm like, oh, I'm a grown, I'm a grown dude. I'm 21 and I'm, I'm <laughs> working at a coworking space. And it, it felt like this really cool, empowering moment where I'm like, oh, I can be an adult um, and have adult conversations. And that's not to say that I became this really formal dude. If you ask any of the people at my coworking space, they'll probably still refer to me as a 22-year-old goofy relational dude. Right, right. I'm not your typical salesman that sits in front of you really formally in a suit and tries to sell you the space. I'm the guy that jokes around and says, hey, Lebanon and this place is a beautiful place because if you get tired of work, you go on a walk, you pet five dogs and you're back in here and you're feeling good and they're laughing and they're like, wait, this dude's actually relational. He's not just a formal businessman. And so- it's cool being able to take my personality and put it in a professional-ish setting.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're preaching to the choir right there. I am definitely not a professional person. So I yeah. I just hope that people like the relational side and just mm-hmm. hope it all works out. So I get that. Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs>
1: Avery, what does your work attire look like? You still wrapping the crew neck and maybe some oh, khakis, really. or like you still got a collar, like a polo maybe? What? I mean, oh, I man. can't wait for everyone to see this flowing mane. I mean, <laughs> if, I, if I walked into a space and I was like, this is the guy I get to talk to? Okay, let's yeah. go.
2: You know, so at first I decided I'm like, I'm going to be proud of myself, unashamed, and I, I would wear um khakis in a sweatshirt or something or like we opened in the summertime actually so I was probably wearing khaki shorts and like a, a nice tee um eventually I was like I am going to be relational but I probably should have people take me serious when they come in here for a tour so now I find myself as a, a, a immense sweater lover um so I'm wearing just to dress it down a little bit I'm always wearing jeans you'll never find me in khakis anymore but it's Je- jeans and usually a, a fun sweater but it's not like the boring sweaters they're usually having some weird 90s designs or something funky going on
0: oh absolutely. maybe some
2: snowflakes on it or something
0: <laughs> an ugly christmas sweater but like worn intentionally
2: yeah just not ugly right well maybe something. just one of
1: the most beautiful things you've ever seen actually right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to offend okay well if you're listening to this story and you're like Monica, let's pull it back. You know, this is an awesome story by Avery. I'm feeling inspired. I feel like God might actually be real. This Christianity thing might actually be legitimate to my life. Well, you're right, first of all, if you're thinking that. But I do want to circle this back to relationships, as I always do. And I think, I guess what I want to hit on is, Avery, what would you say to someone who is maybe debating getting into a relationship or a friendship with someone that they haven't known in a long time and knew them in a way different light than that person is now. And they're just not sure whether or not to give that person, you know, for lack of a better phrase, like a second chance or like the time of day.
2: Hmm. It's a fun question. I, I, I mean, my first gut instinct, knowing my own story, uh, which I think you're sort of pushing at is give them a chance (laughs) I, I haven't personally, whenever I was saved and whenever I sort of changed my life last summer, I actually moved away from Mason. I moved to Lebanon and I really changed everything. Um, I stopped hanging out with the people that I was hanging out with because most of them, I mean, most of them I made stupid decisions with. Um, right. So I haven't really communicated with anybody from Mason in a long time, except whenever I see some people at like a store or even I saw a uh, a Mason person I graduated with at the orthodontist last week um, yeah and I mean he just said hello and it was it was kind three second interaction but then it sort of hit my mind I'm like the I wonder what he thinks of me like I wonder if I'm still a stoner in his mind if yeah. I'm still the dude that wants everyone to like him in his mind I wonder if he'd be so dumbfounded to hear that I've given my life to the Lord and that I'm doing something decent and I'm studying biblical studies and I'm engaged, you know, <laughs> and that's not even, no, I mean, that's not even deflects at all though. I'm really thankful for what the Lord's done in me for the in the past <laughs> year. But, um, but I'm just like, I think people would probably be dumbfounded and I, I guess that's even the Lord's convicted me in some moments where I will judge somebody Mm -hmm. where I find myself judging someone that I see from from past or knowing them and then the Lord's like dude (laughs) really (laughs) I'm like oh yeah that was me and I've I've changed does that mean that other people can change too oh my gosh what a concept
0: right Yeah. yeah and I think just like how much I'm assuming here but how much you would appreciate someone to like come up and just ask you questions of like so what are you doing now man and like what's been going on in your life? Oh, you're Mm -hmm. doing that? Like what changed? I think there's so much power in asking someone questions instead of assuming. So that way, like your assumption is confirmed or you get a different understanding of someone like either way you're getting understanding from that, which is kind of what I hope people understand is like, there's so much to gain from someone when you're unsure by just asking a question instead of assume assuming and like, you know, assuming the worst even at that, but yeah.
2: Yeah. I guess the word that comes to my mind, even that's been on my mind and heart a lot lately is just intentionality. Hmm. Um, to, to really just like intentionally have a conversation with somebody, ask them intentional questions. Um, you, you might end up having stereotyped correctly. Maybe they haven't changed honestly. Right. Um, but like you said, you won't know until you give it a shot. And so, um, Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody, I don't know if they, I I don't know if anyone like owes me a conversation. It's not like I I would say to that orthodontist kid, Hey, talk to me. Why are you judging me? (laughs) You know, I'm not going to get upset with him about that, but like, also don't think poorly of me or why should I think poorly of somebody else without giving them a a second thought?
0: Right. So good. I mean, it's so cliche, but don't judge a book by their high school reputation. (laughs) there it is
2: <laughs> but don't buy a, don't judge a book by it's chapter one how about that
0: chapter i love that i uh-huh. absolutely love that
2: all right good i sort I of think, made me puke coming out of my mouth but it's cute
1: i think it's good it's great though because people don't understand how long life is like you hear the thing like life's really short but like really the like growing up and you know all the formative things that like take place in your life it's such like a a short period of time and there's so much growth that happens like right after that like i say when you get like out of the tutorial big video game guy when you get out of the tutorial of life that is like high school and you like move on and do whatever you want to do there's so much growth that happens you learn how to like be a person learn how to go to the store like you learn how to like clean your own space and like take pride in whatever you want to take pride in and it's so easy remember somebody as that jerk from high school but Mm -hmm. everybody i i think everybody was battling something in high school totally because like nobody had it perfect everyone always was thinking like oh my gosh what is this person thinking me like i want to be liked like there's a lot of people in that situation and when people grow up and get out of that phase you see it the next time you see them in person and you're like oh my gosh, I completely misread this guy or this girl. And now there's like a really cool opportunity to even just rekindle a friendship or like mm-hmm. start a friendship that was never meant to be, but now is from unforeseen circumstances.
0: Right. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think
2: most people could even say that they are now peers with somebody. Uh, I mean, maybe not most people, but I've seen a lot of experiences when, People are peers now with somebody that they never talked to or never would have talked to in high school.
0: Yeah. You know? Yep. Totally.
2: Yeah. I guess that's the end of that point, but
1: <laughs> it's true though. Yeah. You give people a second chance. It could lead to a great friendship.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, Avery, you kill me. Um okay. Well, we will wrap things up um with our final segment, which is what have you been? Oh my gosh. I just almost went back to season two. It is not, almost what, goofed. I know it is not what have you been loving lately. It is what is in the queue for you. So mm. I'm actually going to flip it around. So Avery, you're actually going to go first. Um, and how you answer this question is what's like next in your life or what's mm. coming up tomorrow. What's just something you're excited about. It could literally be what you're eating dinner tonight. Um, really, whatever comes to mind of what you feel like you'd like to share that's next for you.
2: Well, right up after this, I will be enjoying some homemade special ramen that my fiance is cooking up in the room next to me right now. Wow. And in the larger picture, I am currently in the queue to get married. And so that is a big thing that I don't think I could leave out. So that's uh, that's what's going on.
0: Amazing. I love that. That was so good. Um, what color
1: suit are we wearing? Do we know yet?
2: dude i don't know it's a uh, it's uh, really up in the air right now i'm i'm one of those dudes i don't want to do black i'm just too i have to be different so i thought navy at first but once uh once it wasn't navy she started throwing out some sweet colors like could you do sage and i'm like no but also that might be cool wow. so you know what we're 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 it's a game time decision you'll have to wait and see until instagram in a year
0: I love that. Perfect. (laughs) We will wait anxiously. Okay, Austin, what's going on for you?
1: Uh, Directly after this, I am getting canes for the first time in many moons. (laughs) Very excited. The canes dining is open so I can go in and actually sit there and eat it instead of getting it all soggy and it's a go box. Amazing. Um, And then not this coming Saturday, but the Saturday next, I will be going on a cruise and I'm nice. very excited. I alluded to that earlier this season, but now it's like 10 days away as we're recording this and just very excited to unplug, get a good vacation in, you know, lay by the pool, eat as much ice cream as I want, and um, get that sun because it's winter and it's cloudy.
0: I love that for you. I'm so pale. It's frightening. Okay. For me, my life is always boring, but it's been very boring recently. So what's in the queue for me is that this weekend is going to be a lot of family vibes because my sister will be here on Friday coming home from Australia where she has been the last couple of years. So yeah, we all haven't seen her in like two years. So it's a big deal. So it's just going to be a big family vibe at the Toby house. Yeah. That's kind of
1: it. Unbelievable,
0: unbelievable, yeah. inspirational. Okay, well, Avery, you have been the best guest, definitely in the guest hall of fame for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm speaking for Austin as well because I, I can always tell when Austin's vibing with the guest, and this definitely happened. So we will put us all on a group message and chat after this because that always happens. Um, but for all of you out there, thank you for listening, and we will see you soon.